Welcome back to another episode of Voss Talks. On this episode, we talked all about goals, Cam's goals, my goals, Nick's goals, Wesley's goals, and any goals for anyone who called in. So hope you enjoy. The beginning of this one is cut a little bit short. We didn't have our audio figured out when we started, so it's going to go right into Nick responding to uh, how's everyone doing. So let's get into it. I'm doing good, man. Enjoying some, uh, you know, between holidays, slow times. It's good to see you, Nick. Uh, the show is still named after you, so I'm glad you're still uh, still sticking with it after episode three. It's good to see you. Cam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Wesley. How are you doing? Well, I'm always kind of just doing uh, doing really well, so that's basically how it always is. Uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? You know, there's some big-time goals for 2021 that we're going to kind of dive into in a little bit here, but um, is there going to be some new drink goals on the calendar for some people? Is, you know, you mix it up a little bit. Uh, Cam, what do you have? Yeah, so uh, long-time fans will know that um, I've finally cleared out all the Jackie O's from my fridge, so then I've got a Wolf's Ridge Brewing Heartlandia something actual local to me in uh, Columbus. I actually just ran down past it the other day. This is an American lager. And I will be honest, I don't know what that means. I feel as though I always disappoint Nick Voss with my lack of beer knowledge. So I'm going to dive in and let Nick explain it to everyone else. Because I think when I think of American lager, I just think Budweiser. And I think that's a pretty accurate description. Nick? Well, it is. It is. Uh, I would think that the craft brewers are probably adding their own little individual flavor instead of uh, producing it in like a, you know, million barrel uh, container of some kind. But yeah, you're exactly right. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a lager, but that's American style, like a lot of the beers here um, in our country and not a, like a German style lager. Always educating us as the intern on uh, these shows. Just mm-hmm. why we have Nick here. Uh, Nick, what are you drinking? So I've got a uh, I've got a local Colorado beer here called uh, from a brewing company called Liquid Mechanics. It's a peanut butter porter, um, and it's a bomber. So getting after it. Yeah, no, that's it's a good thing. I've got the uh, the Yingling. We're going back to it. Shout out to Leah Yingling for winning the insane course <laughs> record at the Hellgate 100K. Uh, we drank these for like at least in the early next week as well. So kind of cool to see there. Uh, We always ask John, you know, what he's drinking. Uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Well, uh, I I love that you asked me that question because um, tonight I am drinking a Southern Tier 2X IPA, Double India Pale Ale. Um, I have another one on reserve here. It's a different type. We can talk about that one later when I crack it open. But um, it's a good night so far. So what about you? we're super excited, you know, that we got to finally get you in the video video element of this show. You know, people were believing us that you know, you were actually here, but now people actually can see you. We're going to cut to you, and it's going to be super awesome to kind of uh, hear your thoughts. And you've got some of the biggest goals out of probably the whole group entering uh, 2021 here. And so let's just start there. You know, if you want to call in the show and give us your goals, you know, the number's right there. Text us. Uh, we'll get you in, and uh, we'll get you in the show. But uh, let's just start off, you know, kind of going around in a circle, per se. Take a couple minutes here before the first caller gets warmed up and gets the uh, anticipation going. Uh, who wants to start off by going over what are their summer their 2021 goals are and, you know, why are those goals important to them? I'm glad to start. So I've got uh, a few goals. I want to try and keep them, keep them kind of short. Um, there's a lot of things I want to do and things that are on my mind or things that I might have, might have written down somewhere else. But in terms of just keeping, keeping pretty you know, narrow focus on, on goals. I think if you make too many, you can tend to, uh, kind of set yourself up, uh, 
for disappointment, not to say that, you know, you can't reach your goals, but you don't want to kind of uh, lock yourself in to too many, I think. So um, for me, uh, kind of the same thing that is a goal for me almost every year, and it's just to become more consistent. Um, that ties right into, um, I'd, I'd really like to run the most miles next year that I ever have, which would uh, put me right around 2000 there. So 2000 miles for the year, that's the main goal. Um, and you got to be consistent if you're going to, going to get there, I think, um, especially this year, I'm just, just going to end up just below 1500. Um, so I think, I think I, I clearly have some places that I can add some miles there. Um, another goal, uh, started, started biking a little bit this year. Um, so something that I want to do is I want to, I'd like to go on a bike packing trip of some kind. Um, maybe just an one night overnight or two nights overnight, something like that. Um, kind of get the, get the tires dirty for something like that. Um, and then right along with that, I'd also like to do some, a fast packing trip. Um, I intentionally this summer kind of left July and I think August, mostly, mostly race free so that you can have some summer adventures like that. So that's most of it for me. Um, oh, the other thing, one more thing. Uh, I have recently started with uh, some mindfulness um, and meditation. So uh, I really, I really like kind of setting aside, you know, those 10 minute, just kind of cleanse the brain kind of thing and just kind of be aware of, of what's happening around you, but not thinking um, because I'm just kind of the type of person who thinks all day um, and it's good to kind of clear that slate for a while. So my specific goal is going to be to, at some point, um, I've been doing one, one 10 minute session a day. I'd like to get that to two times a day. Um, someone told me recently who, who's been doing, uh, practicing meditation for a couple of years now that, uh, twice a day is not two times better, but it's actually like 20,000 times better. So that kind of stuck with me. This is such a, I'm excited to kind of talk about these goals because obviously, you know, we all kind of have them, but we all kind of get to also just like dive deeper into, you know, people's individual goals and be like, okay, why do you actually want to accomplish that? And so the first one kind of question I have following up with that, Nick, is kind of give like the viewers kind of like your background in like trail and ultra running and like why, you know, the 2000 mile mark is so important to you. Like where have you kind of been the past like four years or so? Yeah. So um, I would say I've, I've been running trails and ultras for, I don't know, maybe, I guess like six, almost seven years now. Um, I started way back in the end of 2014. So yeah, just over six years. Um, and it's, you know, I think like everybody, you know, there's kind of ups and downs with life changes and things like that that happen. And, you know, you don't, don't always get out there as consistently and as often as you want. Um, but for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who is super competitive, um, with running, but at the same time, I like to be kind of competitive with myself. Um, and personally, I, you know, maybe I'm being hard on myself, but I have been over the years kind of slowing down a little bit or, you know, not being quite as successful at some of those things that I'd like to be. And, um, to be honest, I, I think it's a direct reflection of, of that consistency, um, you know, the, the years that I had less training, um, were the years that, you know, I didn't reach some of those goals that I had set, you know, maybe earlier in the year. So that's, uh, that's kind of the reason for me. And, um, 
I just like, I really like, you know, what the body's able to do. Uh, and I want, I want my body to be able to do more. And, um, the only way to do that is to, is to be consistent. I'm super excited. We kind of let the intern go first. You know, this feels like a bully, the new guy kind of hour. Can you have a follow-up <laughs> question for, uh, for Nick here? Of course I do. I'll lead off by just saying that I'm super stoked that Nick included that he has bike goals. Um, because in making my notes for the show tonight, I was like, mm, there's some things I want to do on the bike this year. And I don't really know if that is going to like fly with our audience or with John and Wesley. Um, so that was very exciting to hear. And I definitely also now have like a full bike packing bag set up. So, you know, Nick, maybe we can just ride towards each other. Right. I feel like that's somewhere in Kansas. There might be a lot of like gravel riding in Kansas. I hear maybe there's something that we could figure out with that. <laughs> Cam, didn't you want to do the uh, Mountains to Sea Trail after uh, we, we had Tara Dauron? You wanted to bike it, right? Or something like that? Or not, not the <laughs> whole know. thing. Not, no, I never remember saying that. Was there, was a, no, no, there was a 200-mile thing that you wanted to do, a bike, in in like the Charlotte, North Carolina mm-hmm. area. And you're like, yeah, I'll come down and you know we'll hang out and like, do it. Mm-hmm. You start over that? So that... <laughs> that was a different ride that I discussed uh, maybe doing with some of my coworkers. It's on bikepacking.com. I believe it's called the Appalachian Gravel Growler, which is like a big link up of like different breweries in like the Blue Ridge Mountains. Nice. Yeah, that's a good resource. Bikepacking.com kind of mm-hmm. uh, user-based. Uh, you can upload any of the adventures and, and kind of the beta from your trip, you know, to, to kind of share with other people. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So but before we like get off of Nick's goals and whatnot, I do want to kind of learn about, you know, Nick, what are some of the races that you are signed up for in 2021 and what are the, you kind of looking forward to doing in those races? Yeah. So I think like, like a lot of people, um, a lot of races got canceled la- uh, this, this year. Um, I keep wanting to say last year and getting ahead, getting ahead of myself a couple of days, but, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a, a mix of races from last year and then, adding in a couple things, um, newer things that I want to do. Um, first off OBU, um, that's the first one, uh, had a really good time down there in November and, and, you know, admittedly, like, 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 I think you, Wesley, we kind of just jumped in and, um, with the reschedule just didn't end up trained up for it. Like, like I probably should have been. And, um, yeah, I'd like to, like to experience a little bit more in that race and go a little farther. Um, so OBU promised land is a rollover from last year. I think I've said before, either on this show or, you know, one of the Ridge runner shows, um, that's just my favorite, my favorite race probably in the whole country. Um, just a really cool atmosphere there. So I'm going to go back and, and do that one, which will be really great. Um, after that, uh, one of the new ones that's been on my list for a while, um, scout mountain ultras. So that's a race put on by, uh, Patagonia athlete, Luke Nelson, it's in Pocatello, Idaho. And, uh, yeah, just really excited to see, see some new terrain in, in Idaho and it's not too far from me here in Denver. So it's a nice, you know, drivable, drivable trip, uh, similar to promised land. It's got camping right at the start, start line, um, which is really cool too. So that's a, that's a 50 mile I'm doing there, um, in June and kind of following the same theme of like kind of trying to build up throughout the year. Um, the next big one would be run rabbit run. Um, so I was signed up for that last year. I actually, uh, I, I don't remember doing it, but I guess I picked 2021 specifically for the rollover. Cause I, I kind of got to the point where I thought 
I uh, might just want to hold off until 2022, but um, when I logged on, it said said I could only sign up for 2021. So here I am, uh, gonna give that one another crack. Um, which it's a, it's a cool race. I, I like the steamboat area out here in Colorado a lot, and um, big race with a Friday Friday morning start. So and a generous cutoff. So those are those are really the big ones um, for this year. There might be a couple others that get sprinkled in there. Um, but yeah, that's the main focus. Original nation should know that. So Nick has, he's, he's yet to complete the hundred mile distance, but you know, we're, everyone's going to be pulling for him at run rabbit run. And we're going to have people out there. I already told Nick, you know, I'm, I'll be, I'm coming. I'm going to go out to Colorado crew and pace and whatever we got to do to uh, make sure that he gets that finish in. And, you know, he probably will hit over a hundred miles at Ohio's back at ultra, hopefully in March. So that'd be super awesome to see there, but uh, it'd be cool to have to get that buckle at in uh, September or August when that race is, uh, for sure. Uh, Michael Owen is in the chat, our former faster host. And he says, uh, do you remember my goals from 2018 for 2019 uh, at myself? And I do actually, I think Nick actually might remember these as well. Um, I think it was run a hundred mile race under 15 hours and run a 5k under 15 minutes. Does that sound about right? Or, uh, does, yeah. Sound about right. Nick, do you remember that at all? Or I don't think I remember um, that specifically, but that sounds like a Michael Owen type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was something ridiculous where like the 5k, he was way too washed up to hit and the hundred miler, he just will never just do a flat one to kind of get it. So that was kind of the, kind of the gist there. I know he likes the idea of like, uh, I don't know what, what race it is they do. Is it maybe is it hard rock or one of those where they go and run like a fast mile the day after or something like that? It's one yeah. of the, one of those yeah. races. Yeah. I think it's hard rock. And I think it's like a, what a vertical mile or whatnot, or maybe it's just a general mile, but uh, I think it's on the track in town there. But yeah, just sounds like a miserable experience. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's something else to say the least. Uh, Cam, uh, I think you're next here on the uh, goals list, and you know after this, hopefully we can get our first caller in here to kind of discuss uh, their goals as well. But Cam, let's kind of go through your goals, kind of what you're looking to accomplish in uh, 2021 here. Yeah, so a lot of these, Wesley will know, I've essentially rolled over from 2020 after spending this year mostly sidelined with some foot injuries uh, that I had a lot of trouble dealing with. And the big one is I also want to get that 100-mile race done. Um, it's It truly is like the distance right now that like I think is the most sort of like mentally scary to me, um, but not so much mentally scary in that like I don't necessarily know if I can do it. It's just I don't know what it's going to take to do it. You know, and I don't know if I'm the kind of person who like has ever like shifted those specific gears or like gone to that specific place mentally that, you know, you're required to go to do something like that. So uh, definitely have three races sort of on the schedule uh, for this year where I think something like that can happen. Um, OBU in March, obviously, we've already mentioned um withdrew last year because of that foot injury and coming back now I'm feeling pretty decent for it being December and the race being in March. Um, and as I've previously discussed on here, I believe Rim to River 100 in West Virginia in November, I'm so stoked on the atmosphere they have at that race um, and the race course and just generally haven't been out there last year. I just can't wait to go and experience it myself. And then in the middle of summer, Mohican, I, you know, I ran at Mohican today, right? I, think that's like a really good one to give it a shot at as well. I've paced 30 miles at Mohican before, 
you know, I feel like I know the course pretty well. It's just a matter of, you know, putting all four of those laps together. What do you think will be like the most challenging part about like the hundred mile distance? Like what kind of scares you most? Is it just like the new distance? Is it like the running overnight or kind of like, what is kind of that mindset? Like, okay, this is actually makes it a really difficult goal. And like, how do you think you're going to get past that to achieve it? Well, it's, I think it's kind of like the combination of like putting all of the, uh, all of the things together, you know, cause it's not like I've never had runs or races where like things have gone wrong. You know, because if you've seen like my previous races, like usually everything goes wrong. That's kind of what I'm good at. Um, not necessarily recovering from it, but just having things go wrong. Um, I've run at night. Like I'm not scared of like running with a headlamp. You know, I'm not like off put by the idea of being like out in the wilderness for that long of a period of time. You know, I've like gone on backpacking trips, right? I've gone on solo backpacking trips. You know, like I expect there to be way more people at Mohegan 100 than a solo backpacking trip. Um, it's a matter of like putting all of those skills together and getting not only like physically ready, uh, but mentally ready, ready over a period of several months, you know, to like actually put all of those things together on race day. Um, that is, you know, you're you're accessing all of the skills so to speak, you know, you're using everything in the toolbox to make it happen. How do you think a backyard ultra, like, cause you're kind of starting your year off with that will kind of help you kind of sharpen those tools, you know, backyard ultra, everything's so calculated, you know, you get that station every four miles. You don't really have to like think too, too much. You can't go too, too far without like having to sit down for a couple of minutes. How do you think that'll help you for your uh, big races later in the year as well? Well, it's, it's really regimented in a way that it makes it really hard for me to run like an idiot, which I do a lot. You know, um, like you're not actively punished for running too fast at a backyard ultra, but you are sort of like ostracized from the group of people that have, that is having like a lot of fun. If you run 40 minutes instead of running those like 55 minute laps where you can like hang out and joke around with like all of your friends at the race, you know, and things like that. So, and it definitely, it just, it gives you a chance to get like really, really dialed on what you need and then practice on reacting to things as they come up in a short space of time, you know, because of the backyard ultra distance, you can't, you can't sit down in a chair at an aid station for half an hour and have your legs get really tight and complain and feel really bad and feel like sad for yourself and be like, Oh, I want to quit and sit there for 20 minutes while your crew convinces you not to quit. You know, if you want to quit, you've got five minutes to figure out how not to quit essentially. And I think that's going to be really good practice for a race where, you know, you can go. And if you need to, you can sit in a chair for half an hour and drink chicken broth until you like figure out how to make your legs work again. You know? Yeah, Cam, I think, I think to add to that too, um, you know, queuing off of what you said before, what about not knowing, you know, what it's like getting to certain distances, the backyard ultra is the perfect, the perfect way to, find out what those things are like of course like if something major goes wrong like you said you can't really fix it you don't have 30 minutes to to sit down and and take care of something um but it does it teaches you to be proactive every hour and and in my opinion just from the you know the one time that i did it i think you know having your friends around and um the the way that that race is set up it makes it easier to get yourself back out there every hour and if you can do that i think it you know it can, it can get you farther 
then sometimes where if you hit a bad spot in a race and you just want to pull the plug and call it quits. Yeah. I remember uh, Nick and Ian Akers and I, we were always like joking around getting loose. So like, okay, are we going to do another one? Like do we all take a roll call? Like if we're going to do one more loop, you know, we all uh, kept doing them until Ian now it was out there and just crushed Nick and I at that, at that race. And the roll call stopped, but you know, that's how it kind of is at the back of ultra. I think so. My kind of take on a back of ultra is like, I think it's a great event. I think you can kind of go super far. Everything's super calculated, but you just have to make sure all the little things are all like, you have to have your ducks in a row because if you do have that low moment, you're kind of screwed. Like there's no really coming back from like a big catastrophic moment. So I think people kind of have that misconception of like, Oh, I'll just do it back at ultra to hit a hundred. Well, you have to be really calculated still mm-hmm. inconsistent and you kind of have, it's still a hundred miles in 24 hours. That's a legitimate time goal for a lot of people. I mean, uh, so I think it's kind of like the one thing that might be overlooked, but I think it's also one thing that kind of makes the format, you know, super awesome. Yeah, and that's it. I actually didn't get to the the other goals that I wrote down because I was too busy going on my little soliloquy about run, wanting to run a hundred miler. But um, another goal I rolled over from last year and kind of inspired by what Ginger Runner has done the last couple of years is to do a hundred mile training week. Like that's another number that seems really big and scary. And for whatever reason, the idea of doing it in a week feels very different than doing it in a single race. So that's another goal I have rolled over. The biggest training week I've ever done has been 75 miles and trying to string a bunch of those together literally broke my foot. So I'm going to have to be probably much more calculated, but also much more disciplined about doing my injury prevention work and actually sleeping like eight hours a night and maybe eating vegetables every now and then as well. Um, And then the other big goal that I had, um, similar to kind of Nick's like goal of going on a bike packing trip is something that my friend Alex York really put in my ear, which is the Ohio to Erie trail in one day or less on a bicycle. Um, he did it in a touring style, uh, with some other friends of ours over the course of three days. And it was roughly 25 hours of total riding time. Um, so that's definitely a thing to sort of like be a little bit like, I don't know if this is even possible, you know, but it's such like a, a massive goal that it feels both at once eminently doable and both at once, like I have no idea how I'll react to it. So that is a lot of time in the saddle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My biggest day so far on the bike was about 13 hours elapsed time. And I was like 150 miles, but to be fair, I'll, the majority of that was at a group ride where it wasn't, you know, just head down pedaling, you know, it was like a, a much more fun environment than that. Um, and definitely like a different environment, but you know, it was, it was definitely something towards the end, you know, and it's like, I didn't feel totally wasted by the end of that, the way that you would after, you know, even running a 50 miler. Yeah, that's kind of like, I, mean, I personally just have very little knowledge about like biking long distances, but it's kind of interesting to kind of learn from you guys and like what the variation is. So like you biked 150 miles and you think that 200 is probably 200 plus even is like pretty attainable compared to it's like, like a th- yeah. So, I mean, the Ohio to Erie trail for people who don't know runs from the Ohio river to the Lake Erie, right? So Cincinnati to Cleveland, um, probably would do it Cleveland to Cincinnati just because, the section up north by like Cuyahoga Valley National Park is the more difficult section. 
And having ridden a large portion of the stuff like heading towards Cincinnati, you very much can just kind of put your head down and pedal. Once you're there, it's generally, it's like almost like a slight downhill grade. Um, it's like not on roads. It's like an actual cycle path. It's not technical. It's paved, you know? Um, but yeah, it's sort of like the old thing that like people say that like, it's a, like a three to one ratio of like cycling to running in terms of volume, you know, and like three hours on the bike is equal to like a one hour run, you know, or something like that. So it's a sense, it feels very much like almost like the version of like a hundred mile ultra marathon, but on a bicycle. That's yeah. That's something that's just totally, uh, totally unique, you know, to, to me. And I'm kind of excited to kind of learn more about that and kind of just like see you kind of go out there and uh, crush that. Hopefully I can go out there and spectate and, you know, bring a beer or two for you uh, along the way. Is that going to be a post Mohican trip? Um, actually right now the plan is to do that like on or near my birthday. Cause I'll also be turning 24 this year. So it's just the, the numbers line up, you know? So, um, if you know when my birthday is good for you, if not, it's in the springtime, right? So <laughs> <laughs> April 17th, you're very close <laughs> mid April, right? Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I, I, I came close enough. So dangerously uh, close, honestly, <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. I'll just gonna, I'm just going to say it's the 17th for everyone that's out there in uh, regeneration. Uh, before we kind of dive deeper into like other callers and whatnot, and uh, John and I are going to knock out our goals before we start to kind of do that. So uh, I'm going to go first, then we'll toss it to John. So, boy, uh, this is going to be a, a interesting talking point, you know, because uh, it's always interesting being on this side of like this whole atmosphere. Like when you're talking, kind of asking questions, it's easier to kind of do that than I think like kind of diving into your own stats. But I kind of took some notes down. So I'm excited to kind of go into this here. Uh, last year on Ridge Runners Live, number two, I went back and watched it because we actually all sat down and talked about what our goals were. And I was like, man, this is the perfect thing to kind of see what my actual goals were. And I realized that uh, first off on that show, no one understood like how to actually like, it was like watching a show that no one could host. Like <laughs> it was like ridiculous because like no one like wanted to control the conversation. It was like, what am I watching here? Like someone step up and talk. So don't watch that. Maybe we'll go watch like two seconds of it and then come back to this. But um, during that, I kind of found out that my 2021 goals were that during 2019, I ran, let me see if, yeah. During 2019, I ran 48% of days. At the end of the year, I kind of realized that. And so that means like basically I ran 50% of days, which isn't super great. Um, going into this upcoming year, I didn't know whether I was going to run 300 miles or 3000 miles in 2020. And my biggest goal coming out of Bridgewater's Live number two for this year was to be more consistent. And well, did it happen? I, the answer to that is sort of. So my 2020 stats I kind of want to dive into here was I hit the most miles that I've ever run in a year, which is super happy about, like that's an awesome thing. Um, the number of weeks though that I was under 30 miles per hour is 18 weeks. That's 34% of every single week I was under 30 miles. 30 miles per week? 30, 30 miles per week. I was gonna <laughs> yes. say, I think all your miles were below 30 <laughs> miles per hour. Yes. <laughs> per week. <laughs> I know you say both uh, one mile times or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, those Hawaii miles, really, <laughs> they go by much faster than you expect. Well, we're going to talk about those. Like, after those other the stats, you so Hawaii miles are my one mile runs. You know, number of one mile runs in 2020, I ran 51 of them. 
which is, you know, it's basically averaged out to like one a week. That's kind of where I want to be entering next year as well. Um, more stats, you know, number of 70 plus mile weeks in 2020 was 23. So I, that's kind of awesome as well. It's probably about 40% there. So the number of times where I was kind of in training, so my, my mindset in, when it comes to training is like, if I hit 70, it's a good training week for me. That means I executed a long run. That means I did a good midweek long run. And that means I basically ran every single day, even if one, one of those days was just one mile. So for me, 70 is that kind of milestone where like, okay, I did everything right for a one week period. So that's why I like 23 out of 52, pretty, uh, pretty happy with that. Uh, with that being said, I also lived in four different cities in 2020. And so that kind of just kind of allowed for me to be consistent and inconsistent. Um, the number of total days run was 278 out of 364, which is 76.3%. So that's a pretty big increase from 25% increase from the previous year. And the number of months I PR'd in mileage based on the previous year's in that month. So for example, my all time March month dating back to 2013, I PR'd in April, May, June, and September. So like each September for the last seven years, those are the four months I PR'd in mileage for that month. I, I like diving into stats, you know, some of that may just be totally useless. A lot of it, I think it kind of, uh, kind of is, but you know, it's kind of cool to kind of see like how it kind of all breaks down. Like I did no idea, like I PR'd in September and my biggest September of all time, like April, May, June had zero clue, like that those were the kind of the biggest months. And, you know, I did execute, you know, 30 or eight runs of 30 plus miles or more, you know, that's kind of where I want to be uh, heading into next year. So when I kind of took a step back and kind of realized, okay, you know, this was actually a pretty, very successful year for me and kind of continuing on. Cause like for me, 2017 was my biggest mileage year of all time. I hit 25,000, 2,500, uh, this 2018, these years are ridiculous. 2018, I hit 2,100, 2019, I hit 1800. And so go back up to above 2,500 was kind of a good mark. Um, like I said, to kind of, I want to be closer to 3000, but 2,500 is super stoked, super stoked to hit that. So that deep dive and nonsense kind of out of the way now, uh, 2021 goals is I, I always like to start the year with a run streak. And, you know, this is more in principle than the number of days I run. Cause I think, you know, if I can kind of get off on a good start to the year with running every single day, it'll kind of set me up to carry over into the summer months. So what I like to do is kind of start every single year off with a run streak from like January through March ish. You know what I mean? Like if I have to take a day off in March, so be it. But like basically January, February, make sure I go 60 for 60 there and kind of see what happens from there. Um, my next goal is to do go 12 for 12 with a monthly 30 mile run. I think this is something that's super important. Um, when you're always kind of trained to do a 30 mile training run, you're just always in shape for an ultra. And I think that kind of just kind of helps um, kind of just stay in shape. And so I want to go 12 for 12 with that this year. And then also my final goal is to push the envelope at the hundred mile distance. Um, I did a, that training run I did at the Shawnee uh, this past summer, the hundred mile distance there. Uh, the quote from the end of my Strava description from that run was sure. I've been running ultras for five plus years, but the fact I'm 23 means I still have a ton to learn when it comes to the hundred mile distance. I'm excited for those new challenges in the future. Well, I'm one year older now and I'm excited to kind of tackle those goals uh, in the future. So I think that's kind of just my big goals and I'm excited to kind of get grilled with questions here. Yeah. And so you say you're going to push the envelope at the, the hundred mile distance, Wesley, did you maybe make any other 
any other bold predictions about something you'd do at a hundred mile event recently? I can't think of anything, Cam. Uh, not off the top of my head. I mean, I do have some big time goals that I'd like to hit, but uh, nothing like off the cusp or anything crazy. I don't mm-hmm. think. Sure about that? I don't, I don't know. Is there some kind of cliff or something that you guys have oh, yeah. prepared that I don't know about? <laughs> doing really well today, guys. We're out here. We're having a great day together. Rims River 100. Not girl. Run to run 100. I can't wait to run this race next year and place top five. What about that spicy uh, statement there that you have? That's top five. Top five. Top, top, River five. top five. There it is. There it is. I guess you guys went deep into the archives there to uh, find the clip there. But yeah, I think uh, part, f- uh, yeah, top five at a race like I mean, kind of what it means to push the envelope. So, you know, like Mohican, you know, I kind of I use Gabe Rainwater as an example, which is just actually disrespectful to Gabe at this point because he's very fast. But it's always like, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to go out with Gabe at Mohican. Well, now Gabe's running 17 hours. You know, he's not running 20 hours anymore. Um, and that's, so I, that's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. <laughs> I, did, I, I did an entire first loop at Mohican with Gabe uh, a few years ago, and it was too fast. It, 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 but yeah, it definitely, definitely can be. So I think that's kind of like the, uh, the thing, you know, Mohican. So from some of my races, I guess, I guess I can dive into that real quick is I, the way the, my life is as 24 year old, I haven't been able to actually plan out a race calendar for 15 months or so. The last race that I did that I knew about it with months in advance was a Shawnee 50 in 2019. And so um, 2020, you know, I hopped in OBU last second. I hopped in Table Rock Ultras last second. I did like a little trail marathon, hopped in that last second. Shawnee Adventure, I planned that the week before. So everything kind of just has been planned last second. And I kind of want to change that. And I think it kind of will over the course of the next month or so. But um, with that being said, you know, if I can kind of write a perfect calendar per se, this is kind of what it would look like for me. So I'd love to kind of start off the year doing the Super Bowl trail 50k championships i'd love to kind of go out to uh that race up in ohio and really just kind of go out and see what i can do at a fast 50k i haven't really done a fast 50k since i started running 50ks you know promised land 50k i have a good time there but that's seven thousand feet of vert you know mount mitchell challenge that's uphill and downhill it's also tons of vert you know table rock ultra has some vert so it'd kind of be interesting to kind of see like what i can actually do or maybe not do at a just a lower vert ish on the scale of things um 50k so love to start the year off with that uh after that i'd love to kind of get go follow nick to promise land i don't know if they're going to reopen registration or kind of what the deal with that is um when they kind of figure out like if people are coming back but if you know if there's like 50 spots or so sign me up for one of those uh, after that, I'll be following Cam, hopefully, to Mohican, where him and I can battle out, and hopefully I'm just 10 hours up on him at that race. And then after that, uh, follow him to Rim the River. Well, I'll definitely be 15 hours up on Cam at uh, that race. So that's kind of my goals. and I guess the races that I'm kind of eyeing right now. But like I said, I kind of haven't been able to plan races for a long time now, so everything could change next month and kind of just like roll the punches as they come. That was going to be my question, Wes, is how are you going to plan out some of these things? Um, you know, because, you know, I, I obviously have been following your training for a while and I, I know about plenty of those weeks where you'll run 11 miles, 15 miles, and then decide to throw in a 70 after that, or maybe four seventies in a row after that. And, you know, t- to me, you know, take my advice for what it's worth, but you know, that seems like a risky, a risky behavior in t- in terms of consistency. Um, and then allowing yourself to 
to kind of come down from some of those bigger efforts as you start to ramp up. Um, but you mentioned you're, you wanted to do a 30 mile run every month. And the first thing I think of then is like, that takes a lot of planning, right? Like you have to think really intuitively about when you're going to be doing those 30 milers, um, you know, especially if you're mixing in races and stuff like that. So is that something you're planning on doing? Like, do you, are you a spreadsheet guy or anything like that? So I'll probably, so I'll probably cheat a little bit. So races will count as 30, anything over that, which kind of is like a 30 mile run for the month, basically just make sure I hit 30 miles in one run every single month. So that'll right. kind of knock off two birds, one stone. But also with that is yeah. Consistency is obviously the biggest thing for me. Like, um, the way I can describe my training, especially in the past, say, year and a half, is it's a light switch. You know, if I'm on, the light switch on, I'm hitting 70 miles a week or more consistently. And, you know, if it's off, I'm at 15 miles. And so kind of balancing that is like, okay, well, we just got to figure out, you know, when are we on? And then let's actually stay on and yeah, go out, go out, go after a goal and kind of chase after something and kind of uh, get, have that happen. You know, kind of table rock ultras is like a perfect example for this. So I kind of life kind of slowed down for me. I kind of got settled in with everything, hit five straight 70 mile weeks. And the last one was the table rock ultras. And it was like, okay, well, that's kind of awesome. That I was able to go out and do that. And then the kind of life kind of hit again and then just back down again and then kind of go up. And so it's kind of just like has been ebbs and flows. I think it just kind of comes with, you know, being young and kind of just doing a lot of different things. But uh, with that aside, I think, uh, yeah, I think definitely being more consistent. If I do want to do top five run two from hundred, I can't do that. You know what I mean? If I do that, I'll, I mean, I'll have to have a solid training block from July through the race. If I'm going to play as top five, you know, I'm not just going to go out there after five weeks and crush it. So I think that'll be a big change for me, hopefully next year. Yeah. And are you, are you just thinking about kind of moving that floor of those low weeks, just moving that up a little bit, you know, even if you were in that 30 to 40 mile range on your low weeks, you know, you still maintain your base and maintain that consistency. Exactly. So the big thing with that, like, I mean, uh, 30 miles is probably just a little too low, but if I was even just hit like, you know, 18 of those were under 30, but if I did like say half of those, nine of those were at least 50 or 45, you know what I mean? Like at least keeping that base, a little more consistent because for me like a lot of those are under 30 but those could have been 10 12 15 20 you know what i mean like it's uh, a couple of them were in the, like 28 29 but yeah if i can get those up a little bit i think that'll just raise the floor entirely yeah sounds good so that's kind of my uh my goals here we're gonna let jd3 hop on here and he's got some awesome ones here to talk to i think uh we're gonna probably guess on what one of these are john if you want to start off and uh start taking it away yeah so yeah i have quite a bit of goals and i'm i'll go into some of them right now and then i i'm gonna have some other ones that you're gonna have to watch rt100 to to hear um that'll be coming out january 1st so Biggest goal, obviously, for me this year is a uh, hundred mile distance. That, that's it. Like that's the main focus. That's the a goal. That's the whole main thing for this year is to f- is to finish that hundred mile distance. I had that attempt this year. It did not go as planned, nor as well as I wanted it to. But you know, twenty twenty was a, a rocker for most of us. Um, there was many challenges, um, and you know. You said you were in four cities this year. I was in Columbus, the beginning of 2020, Athens in March, and then Akron for, you know, maybe a few, uh, 
few months in Akron before we, I moved up into Kent. So like, you know, I was pretty close to there being in four, four different areas this year as well. Uh, spending a lot of time doing other activities like remodeling this house and things like that. So um, I kind of let, you know, training and other things kind of fall to the side. So one of my, my biggest next piece, you know, to add to that, you know, goal number one is run 100 miles. That's, that's it. Com- run and complete a 100-mile race. Goal number two is consistency. I've always struggled with making sure I maintain a good consistent every single day or five days a week or whatever it needs to be. So, you know, I've set a goal for this year to do an average of five days a week. So, you know, if I run six days most times, then, you know, the couple times I take off after longer training runs or longer races, you know, it should still average out to five days a week. That's the goal. Um, that includes uh, stretching, strength training, as well as, you know, the running aspect of it and in biking sometimes in the summertime. I'm not a big fan of biking when it's cold. Uh, not happening. I'm not spending the money on gear for that. It, it's just, I'll wait until it gets warm and then I'll, I'll do that. Um, so that consistency piece is a big thing. And to add to that, you know, I let, I let 2020 dictate my schedule. I let the things that happened in 2020 dictate what I was doing and what I spent my time on. And I'm just not going to do that in 2021. I'm not letting whatever is thrown at me dictate what I'm going to be doing and what I'm going to be spending my time on. Um, so that leads into goal number three, which I am going to state here. Um, I am now a morning runner. That's what, wow. that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask how you're going to make sure that life doesn't get in the way. And that's what I hear from a lot of people is, you know, they say they make that switch and just start doing it in the morning. That way you can't let the rest of your day get in the way. Yeah. And I, I completely agree. I think getting up in the morning and going out for three, four, five, six, whatever it needs to be for that day. First thing, just get up, get the coffee, a banana or whatever you want to do. Like I can eat before I run. So I don't have a problem with that out the door get it done. Come back, shower. That's it. Like then whatever happens throughout the day, whatever curveballs are thrown at me that whole day, I'm, I don't have to worry about running. I'm not stressed about trying to figure out when I'm going to get my run in. And also at the same time, I'm not like feeling guilty that it's 11 o'clock at night and I've done all this stuff all day and I'm just guilty because I haven't run yet. You know, I, I tend to be very hard on myself about a lot of stuff. I think Nick, you were talking about you doing that as well. Um, and you know, I'm one of the ones who go to bed at night and I, the, the, the mind goes off like a fireworks. It's just lit up and just full of activity and what I should be doing and not doing and this and that and analyzing every single, every single thing I've done all day and what I should be, you know, it's just, it's exhausting just to try to go to bed sometimes. So I think if I get yeah, that run, Cam is probably one of our, our biggest morning runners out of all of us here. Yeah. Do you have any uh, advice for, for John on how to get out there in the morning? Um, I think the big advice is you got to work on your autopilot. And it's just, it, it becomes, it's the thing that you do, you know, it doesn't like if I spent a lot of time letting myself think about how much I didn't want to run, you know what I wouldn't do? Run. I wouldn't run, you know, especially when the weather's like this. Right. And I started the year as a morning runner. Like my alarm is a five thirty alarm usually. And excuse me, I was a, I was a grad student. I was living in Chicago and I would run every morning on the lakefront. And it seemed like every single morning it was freezing rain and it was cold and it sucked, but it was just part of my morning. Like I didn't, I didn't really give myself like a choice, you know, it was, I don't, 
and I don't know how to like flip that switch for you. You know, Wesley was just talking about like flipping switches, but it's just, it's gotta be part of how you start your day. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it's, there's a lot of things in my life that I've changed by stating that I'm no longer X, Y, Z and I'm doing this. And that, that in part, like defining yourself as a runner is, is one of the reasons like not to go too much into detail which we can, uh, in another time or whatever. I know some people know about not everyone, but you know, I was, I don't know, 2012, I was like 260 some pounds, uh, just not, I ate Wendy's multiple times a day and I just decided like, I don't eat fast food. Uh, I don't eat garbage all the time anymore. And that's, you know, that decision, that's that switch, right? You've decided that you are something else and you, you know, you make those actions to, to go that way. Um, and a lot of times, like you said, going into autopilot, if you get it into the autopilot mode, then you don't, you don't have the decision to change your mind because that's just what you do. Um, and so I'm going to try to use that. That's why I came in here. And I was like, I'm, I'm a morning runner. Like I'm not giving myself yeah. the ability to, I'm, I'm going to convince myself one way or another that I'm a morning runner. So that's the plan on that. Um, we can go into some more goals, but we do have a caller in the queue here. Um, do you want me to bring them in Wesley? Yeah, let's, let's bring them in. Why not? All right. So we got a caller in the queue here. We're bringing them in and we're going to go ahead and say, we have somebody on the line. Who is it? This is Chad Robinson. Is this me? Yeah. What's up? I was about to log into my computer because it said you cannot listen to anything until, until we accept. So I was like about to log into my computer and all of a sudden I heard this uh, this voice operator person come on and it was you. And, and this is, is this Nick? Well, who? That was John that you hear. I, I'm John. Voice, but this is Nick now. Oh, it's John. John, you're, you're in the game now because John, yeah. you were not there last time I called. No, I was not. I was just in the chat telling you to, to push the button and dial the number. That's really confusing. And it, and it worked. I didn't have to use my old team code today. I just one click and done, like Wes said. I told you, man. Just trust the process and we'll get you in. I did. I trust the process because I'm from Cleveland. I understand that you have to always trust the process. As painful as it is in the 18 years, the process might work this Sunday. So I, I trusted you, Wes. I'm glad you did. We, we, we can't like, just let every Cleveland number that pops up come on the show, though. You know, there's a little <laughs> little riffraff up there, I know. There's always riffraff going on. But you got to have thick skin. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, Rob, we're excited to kind of hear your goals. Obviously, I'm sure you have some massive ones. You know, you've had a pretty awesome uh, 2020 at Ohio's Back at Ultra and a couple other things you did. But let's kind of start off and hear uh, what your goals are for the new year. Well, before you ask me about my goals, I, I'm, I'm late to the game. I haven't listened to anything of the show tonight because I was making dinner for my family. Give me, give me a 60-second synopsis of what other people's goals are now, and that'll prime me. Go. All right, Cam, you're on the hot seat. We're all going to run Cam, the 100 on. milers. Wesley's going to go top five at Rim to River. Uh, Nick and I are also going to ride our bikes far. Far. You got to go far. <laughs> I'm going to go from Cleveland to Cincinnati in like one day. So what about Alex? I know he's not part of the show, like as an official, but did he call in yet? Or is he scared of me? Scared of you. Uh, scared of you. Mm -hmm. I, would, <laughs> I would definitely say, yeah, that's Alex Jackson. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I, I got some goals and it, they're not all running away, but we'll start with those first. So I, I think my number one goal is to, uh, I definitely got to go sub 24, maybe sub 20. I should go sub 23 at burning river. I got to be Alex's time. That's my goal. Beat Alex's time from last I, year. I love that and, uh, goal. 
I love that yeah. girl so much. And that's nothing, that's nothing that's Alex. That's out of respect to Alex. It's not because I'm better than him. It's just I, he set the bar high for someone that's, I mean, I haven't done a ton of 100 miles. I've done, I've done a handful, but, you know, it, it's always hard. It, it's always you know, hard during the hot season. That it just It's a whole other ball game when you're running in the heat as it compared to any other time. It just takes more effort, and it just you lose more fluids and electrolytes, and the stomach gets all funky, so... And the burning river is always tough, so he's got to fight through those really times where you just want to like put an axe to your head and just quit. You just gotta gotta keep going, gotta stop taking breaks, and that's what that's my my main goal is that. And then other than that, I think it's oh god, it's to get. See more Rob, hang on, hang about, on. Are you, are you gonna write? Are you gonna write Alex's splits on your arm? <laughs> is it gonna be intense no, like that? that? Maybe I, steal a steal his pacer. No, I don't need. A, I don't even need to steal a pacer. I, I know. I know what has to happen. I have an I have an internal metronome and like I I literally every t- I can go for a run right now Wesley like right now and I can run any distance any distance and I can tell you without looking at my watch or any metrics from an electronic device what my pace is per mile to the nearest two seconds. And my head, I I think we're gonna have to test that. <laughs> yeah, you please do, and I will I will put money down where my mouth is. So Alex Jackson's actually in the comment section on YouTube right now. He says that he likes that goal. So um, I think yeah. Alex is probably returning to running over himself. So if you beat his old time, he still, he, may, he still may crush you by two hours. So <laughs> it's all good. No, he won't. I, I will guarantee this. He will not crush me in any way, shape, or form. And it definitely won't be by two hours. If he's out there at the same time, if he's out there at the same time, he knows I'm a coming a chugging. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. That, 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 it'll, it'll be good. That'll be so much fun. It'll be so much fun. It's easier talking smack to him than Tim because Tim's wiser than both of us combined. But uh, that doesn't mean I can't beat you know people left and right. But you know, it's just uh, mm-hmm. it's all it's camaraderie. But you know that you know back at ultra is, is another one. It's it's hard to say I'm going to win. You know because everyone that's always the ultimate goal. But you got to crawl before you walk. I mean, I, I went you know from 84 miles to 141 to. You know, whatever I do next, 200 plus or bust. That's that's the next goal. And someone goes more than that, that's great, great for them. But I got to get through that second night time of road running, which is that's a, that's a monster for someone to accomplish. If I can go to that length, I think I, I think it'll be it'll be good. I'm already preparing for that. So that's those are my my main goals. You know, other than that is you know getting other people interested in running, trying to get people that uh, you know don't want to run track or don't want to run cross country for for me and the school that I, I, I coach and teach at as probably one of my my equal goals. Nothing is tops. It's just I have a bunch of things I want to do as opposed to you know number one goal, two goal, or three goal. You have a lot you have lots of goals. You know you fall back on the plan B, C, D, and whatever plans you have. You got to have more than one plan. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, you got to have options. Let's see you guys. I think that's, I think those are great goals, um, Chadwick. And I do want to say going into OBU this year, you were my dark horse. I had seen your training on Strava and just the way that you were mentally before that race. I was like, he is locked in, right? This is Baker Mayfield with the handlebar mustache. Chadwick feels dangerous right now. Like, let's not underestimate him. And I really can't wait to see what you do come March. Well, here's the hardest thing for me, and I know you guys probably want to get the next call or whatever, but like, or you can keep me out, whatever. But I, the hardest thing for me, and you guys all know me well enough to know that like I have a lot of energy, but like the hardest thing for me is to take my energy and like bottle it up and then slowly release it. And like that's what you have to do over here. Like, 
I, I literally want to come into there every every loop and just go absolutely bonkers and just like get into everyone's face in a positive way and pump everybody up. But if I do that, like Wesley said, oh, there goes a yard, there goes another yard. But I can't use that energy that way. It's like it almost it's like it's like I'm a, I'm a dog without a leash, and it's uh and, and it's like I have to be on a leash in order to to do well because most people have that 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 way where they they can slowly use their energy and that's the hard thing you're going for a day plus two three days and and to not like get excited you have to like calm your nerves and just everything's got to be status quo and if it's not then it's like every single little lost calorie is going to work against you so it's like that's my number one thing is i just have to just stay relaxed and and enjoy the moment every moment otherwise you're just burning away calories and energy that could be used later on to take out the next person so when you say you want obviously like when you come to like the 200 mile mark obviously it's a huge goal and obviously if you you hit that even you know if five people run that distance and at obu which there's five people in the race i think can run that um sure what do you i mean like what do you expect that that moment's going to be like in the seconds i I don't expect anything i what i expect is something completely foreign and new and you lose track of time it's like it's almost like you go like in a time warp where like time just becomes non-existent where you're not thinking about like i I was getting the point where i was looking forward to the next loop like uh, this is a great loop right now it's like i can't wait for the next one like and being back being back at this exact same point on on this loop and what am i going to feel like then and like you know and knowing that everything i've done to that point has worked like there was nothing that really went wrong with me physiologically, my body was fine. It's my, eventually it's like your brain, just whatever you've done to set yourself up to set to a goal. Like, and like Tanner said, like in the, the winner is like, you know, don't have a goal. Even Michael's emulated that saying like, don't go in there with a, a number. If you do, then you're going to have that easy checkout point. So like, I'm trying not to have that. And when I say 200 plus or bust it, it's sort of that way. But it's like, I know I need to get to that next mark. And once you get to the next mark, it's like, okay, if I get to that point, like I did this past year, it's like, just get me to the final three, four or five people. And then that's another ball game. That's what I did. Like I got to there and I knew I was going to get to there. And it's like, and, and I reevaluated that point and like, I knew what was going on around me, even though people thought I was just like, oh, he doesn't know what's going on. Like I knew everything that was going on. I had the conversation with Tim Crow today. He's like, oh, you don't know what you was going. You don't know what you're acting like this last call. Like I knew exactly how I was acting the last few laps. It was very calculated, and I knew everything that was being said about me, with me, for me, against me, whatever. And it's like, you know, all that just becomes fuel. Um, and like having Alex out there and his dad, that was one of the biggest motivators, you know, uh, on the course because they were out there like specifically, you know, for everybody. But I think they were like, certain people go out there for certain people. Cause they wanted to like, hey, we go see C Rob, we go, we got to see Andrew. Like his, Andrew had a bunch of people out there. Like his family was awesome. And Tanner's family out there, like everyone's got someone to root for like in the game and, you know, seeing them out there was really cool. And like that, just like, like Alex said, like sometimes you don't believe in yourself in certain times, but it's like other people do believe in what you're doing and they, they recognize that. And when I recognize it, they recognize that. That's like, okay, I just, I just, I just added another level of confidence that no one can match at that moment, you know? And it's like, I take that and I add that to my bag of tricks and, and it's just only going to get better with time. Like, it's like a fine wine. You just have to learn to, you know, add to your bag of tricks. Like when you get to a situation, how do you blow up the problem you have in front of you? You know, and that's, that's how you, you make it. And that's, um, 
it, it helps having people there. Like obviously like having a crowd and spectating, and as people drop, they become the crowd. Like that's, I, I fuel on that. Like I'm, I'm definitely a motivator, but I get fueled by motivation too. And I try not to let them, you know, people see that that's fueling me, but inside it's like, you have no idea what kind of, you know, confidence that gives a person, whether it's from someone else to me or from me to someone else or, or anyone to anybody. Yeah, you were in the zone out there, C-Rob. I know that watching you. It was pretty impressive. And uh, my only question is, are, are you bringing are you bringing Baby Yoda back? Well, you were kind funny, of channeling I, I some zen him, there. I, also, I, got a, I got another one, but it's my son's. We, we got the talking Baby Yoda, the Grogu, as we now know him. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I'll bring, I'll bring back the same one, and who knows? Uh, there might be some other trinkets involved. I got, I got my Tusky right here is from the... Uh, Oh, the Jungle Book. I got a, I got an elephant here. I got giraffes. I got them all, man. It's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stuffed animal freak. I love stuffed animals. Like, we have hundreds in our house. I sleep with them every night because they're like great pillows. I got a, I got a, I got a cat next to me named Batman. It's, he's a man. Batman is like, he, I love Batman. You see my Instagram posts. Batman fuels you. You know, you can't, you can't, you, you can't beat fear until you conquer it. And you got to become fear. That, that's, that's where it comes from. Become fear. That is, uh, John, yeah. I think you had another question here before C-Rob goes. Yeah, I, I have a question Josh, for everybody, shoot. plus C-Rob and everybody else who's in the chat. So given the, the state that 2020 was, what are you most excited about in 2021? Oh, uh, 2021, what am I most excited about? Uh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I still... <laughs> It's not even twenty twenty. It's still twenty twenty. I got, I got the third annual Whiskey Hill repeat still tomorrow. My 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 brain is set for tomorrow's event, running the same half mile loop for hours on end. So I, I'm not even thinking at twenty twenty one. That would be, that'd be going against the whole mantra of OBU and focusing on the yard at hand. Like I'm not thinking about twenty twenty one right now. That'll when I get there, it'll present to me. It's Burning River and OBU. That that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Other than that, tomorrow's what I'm looking forward to. Getting up and uh, and running the same half mile loop, 174 feet up of vertical and 174 feet of uh, descent down, and rinse, lathering, repeating with some uh, good friends that are as young as 20 and as old as 68 years old. And we got some heavy hitters coming out. Ho- hopefully, one of you guys is going to drive over and come on up to uh, the covered bridge tomorrow. But if not, we'll do we'll do some loops for you, some some Whiskey Hill repeats for you because it's going to be gorgeous. My goal is to be there in the morning for a short time. I got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow, but I'm going to try to get there around 7 and get started before everyone else shows up. And then I'll join for about an hour oh, and then get out. Before 7? I mean, you're going to be there for at least at least a, a, a loop or two uh, before we leave? Well, I'll, I'm going to get there at 7 in the morning and then stick around for probably about an hour or so after you guys show up, I think. Um, gotcha. I got to be back around about 10, 30, 11. So. We got you. Well, well, we'll be there in the parking lot down at Covered Bridge and hike on up those stairs and cut over Oak, Oak Hill Road and set up camp at the top of the hill and, uh, like I said, get after it in the, in the slop fest, which can't, can't be beat, man. You've got to have the slop fest. It makes it perfect. I'm excited. Nick, what about you? Most excited for 2021? Well, I don't know, man. Uh, mine, mine probably isn't really running related. I was, I think, kind of fortunate, um, you know, my running wasn't really affected too much um, this year by COVID. I mean, sure, some races got canceled or 
pushed back, but I was able to kind of fill fill some of those holes with other races and things. And um, I really like the the ability to kind of be more flexible with when I wanted to run. I, I got in a lot of lunchtime runs, which for me, I, I really liked split up my work days. Um, but what I'm looking forward to probably is just um, being able to go um, go to restaurants and, and breweries and things like that. Um, I feel like I, I've lived here in Denver almost two years now, um, but I feel like kind of a, a year of that was kind of taken. I haven't been able to find the find as many of the cool local spots and things like that. And that's something I really enjoy to do, um, you know, especially being able to spend time with friends doing that too. Yeah, that's awesome. Sam? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm also not the most excited about like my own racing or even racing in general in 2021. I just, where I'm at now in Columbus, I've got a really great group of friends around me and many of them are on the cusp of becoming ultra runners in their own right or doing cool new things with their own sports that they love. And I'm really stoked to get out and enjoy those adventures with them or support them in whatever way I can um, because they're just like, they're just a great group of people and they, you know, they help me go further in my own, my own ways as well. You, uh, didn't that coworkers today, you ran a coworker and did an awesome run today or something like that. I did. I was going to save this shout out for the outro actually, but Andrea Johnson did her second longest run ever today at Mohican with me in the rain, in the mud. I am so stoked for her. She did great. You literally would not have known it was her second longest run ever. Um, like she was no complaining, you know, like she was so stout and tough. Um, yeah, like I was so stoked. Um, so the hugest of shout outs to her. Cause I mean, not only did she like run 22 miles of Mohican, she also put up with me for like five <laughs> hours. You know, you guys only have to do that for like 90 minutes, like once a week, right? Except from Grim. Did you go into your, into your in-depth uh, linebacker days back in high school? <laughs> no, no, we did, <laughs> we did not talk about those days. That was a long time Bobby ago, Chad. We got to go get the quarterback. <laughs> H2O. Gatorade. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, I am going to start kayaking more. I, I, I'm going to get a couple of kayaks. My wife doesn't know yet, but she, she will soon find out. <laughs> Harvey Lewis, it started to go down the uh, the holes, whatever, Scioto River, I believe he did this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about that. Yep. That sounds like fun. I, Travis wanted me to come do some kayaking. Then he had a, yeah, I think he's having a kid. Or did he, ha- did he have a kid yet? He had a soon. kid, yeah, right? Soon. soon. I don't soon. think Travis oh, is so- having the kid, but you know. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. He's got to put the work in, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is, that is appropriate, Cam. It's actually they're both pregnant. They're both having I, a kid. I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, we don't need to discuss this more, but I disagree. <laughs> Neil Hurt. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger had the baby with Danny DeVito. Remember? Yeah, baby <laughs> twin. Yeah. Neil Hertenstein said he's looking forward to seeing the Browns in the playoffs in 2021. And I'm right with you there, Neil. I I hope this weekend. uh, Let's go. We really get it done and get in. Uh, The one thing I'm looking forward to uh, in 2021 is throwing that dart again. I've been tossing darts uh, just basically (laughs) my life recently, all across the country. And I'm excited to see where the next dart throw is. Uh, And I guess we'll find out soon enough. So that's that's what I'm most excited for in uh, 2021. Nice. For me, I think. I'm so I had an absolute blast when we went down to Run River. 
being at that race and being just out there doing stuff. So for me, I think I'm most excited about, about being able to go to races and have the party hang out, have that like socializing atmosphere that just it's not been quite the same. Um, I don't think it's going to be till the end of the year, but uh, that's what I'm looking the most forward towards in 2021. So I'm looking forward to everybody going to a race and everyone has their own human sized gerbil ball. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred miles in a gerbil ball with a, as a human, that would be, that'd be one big feat. Just, you know, open up the door and throw in some sustenance and just keep going at aid stations. Then everyone's safe. That'd be awesome. Who would be the favorite in an event like that? Do you guys have any names that you think would uh, easily just... Wesley, you'd be the favorite, man. You would be, do awesome in, in a hamster ball. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hat on and everything, man. You have the hat on, you get your socks, your cotton socks, and your long basketball pants, and your Converse. That, that yep. might be all you that, need. That's in, it. In a hamster ball, you know. I just are different in there. <laughs> I, I had a very brief moment of cognitive distance where I was imagining what Jim Wamsley would be like in a hamster ball. And then the mind immediately went to Wesley when Chadwick said it. Yeah, that like, would be, it would be, uh, that would level the field. Let's see who the real man is. Who can, uh, who can hamster mm-hmm. a human ball their way to the finish faster. My money's on Wesley. Yeah. Men or women. I mean, I think that like, I mean, Jim, Jim does not stand a chance in a hamster ball and you know, someone can no. click this and say like, Oh, we're talking crap on Jim, but Jim would not win a hamster 100 mile race for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> well with that being said gentlemen i wish you all adieu and all three to four or 17 of you whoever's on that show have a great <laughs> rest of your 2020 we still have an, another 28 hours or so not even of that and uh hope to see some of you guys tomorrow if not we'll see you at the next race cheers chadwick thanks for joining as always cheers gentlemen peace and salutations <laughs> It's always great to have Chadwick on. He's the, the best. Potentially the most electric person that I know. <clears throat> Are there any other yeah. uh, th- thoughts off of uh, Chadwick's statements? The hamster thing, man. He's on to something. I just... OBU. But hamster wheels. Or hamster balls. That's what we're going to do next time. <laughs> hamster. I feel like if there were a bunch of hamster wheels at various locations <laughs> in Reese's, on Reese's property... <laughs> And everybody runs their own personal OBU, <laughs> like just stationary. We don't even need a uh, like a full big event for this. Like we just need like a one to two mile, maybe a five k. Maybe a five k is a perfect distance for like hamster balls. But that could be like a real mm-hmm. event. Like you imagine just like starting that and just taking out the person next to you. <laughs> like what would happen? Like I I think the the clear way to decide this is us to get these and go to the ridges. Our next challenge video. Well, it reminds me, you guys, you guys might be might be a little too young for it, but it reminds me of the uh, American Gladiator days on TV growing up when they had the uh, you know the metal cage balls. Did you just call and me everyone too young? was like running into each other. Oh, no, sorry, John, I just can't see you on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really, man? John's older than Dick, right? Just for the record, <laughs> I think so. I, I would hope, so. I would imagine so. You know, thirty. It's really close. 32 so really Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. wow i wow. thought i was older than him so i guess he's correct he's correct in being, <laughs> being the uh putting the foot down there yeah he's he's the experienced individual here 
I did. I, I liked what you said though, John, uh, about what you're looking forward to. And, and I kind of share a lot of that too. Um, I get really, really stoked on, you know, the things that my friends are doing. And, um, that was one of the, the goals that I didn't have written down, but I still want to do is I, I want to go and crew as many races as I can and also volunteer at a few races too. Um, I plan to go up to never summer hundred K and volunteer up there because they have a really good group of uh their their race organization is really great and that race is it's pretty cool um i I dnf there two summers ago and um it's just a really cool part of colorado yeah yeah hopefully i mean we can get out to colorado and kind of experience uh, a little bit of that scene as well i mean obviously we're not super big into colorado but um we, we do kind of enjoy those uh, scenes as well. John, did we get to all of your goals uh, before we got Chadwick on, or do you have any other ones to close it out with? You know, I think we got everything that was relevant to today. If I look at my notes, you know, the 100-miler, the consistency piece, and um, the uh, morning person part, I think, were, were the biggest pieces there. Um and then you know looking back on 2020 a lot happened for everybody um uh, i still ran 40 miles at burning river in my attempt to try to get to 100 and that in its own right is still respectable um you know it wasn't what i wanted but 40 miles is still still pretty good um and then you know looking back at 2020 i think we as a group uh did really well creating a lot of content um and a lot of discussions with Ridge Runners. So uh, I'm pretty happy about what, what we've accomplished so far this year. And I'm very excited for, for next year's um, goals for Ridge Runners as a, as a whole. Yeah, I think we may have a Ridge Runners separate goal video dropping in the next week or so. So I guess you can kind of stay tuned for that. Um, John mentioned that he's going to have some in-depth goals dropping uh, in two days for January 1st for Road to 100. So you get to check out like John's full goals there. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to close out the show with? No. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, we are going to close out the show. Just a few housekeeping things to cover before we do get out of here. Um, I'm going to start off by giving Andrea Johnson another shout out. I was so stoked on uh, spending time with her today. She's got big things coming up in 2021. Mark my words now. Um, also, we will be announcing our Ohio's Ultra Runner of the Year on the very next Voss Talks. Make sure to tune in and have your thoughts heard as well on that. Um, we will definitely have or at least I will have kind of a difficult time in making my decisions just because of how strange of a year we've had this year. You know, there's no exactly like one race performance that you can point to or somebody who did really well at a bunch of different races. So that'll for sure be interesting. And uh, we do have our 2020 year in review survey as well, that there will be a link at the bottom that you can find. It's also on our Instagram pages. Um, let us know how we did this year and what you're thinking. It takes less than five minutes to fill out. Literally, even if you only get to some of the questions, it for sure helps us to know what we can do better and know what to make for you guys and what kind of content you want to see. So with that said, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and thank you especially to Chadwick for calling and being as electric as he always is. We appreciate y'all so much and we can't wait to see you on the next one. Ridge 
Regenerate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Voss Talks. Remember, if you want to call into the show, check our social medias to find out when we're going to go live next. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a Strava club as well. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time.